Hi guys, and welcome to the Ray of Light TV podcast, a special place that values the real you. Now, if you are new here, welcome to a platform that's interested in human health, but not in the same way as your 10th grade biology teacher. Here on this platform, we look at proper health and well-being as the key to unlocking your very best self. Every week, with the help of our unique guest, we dive a bit deeper into what it means to be a healthy and whole human. I hope you can join us, and I hope you enjoy this experience. Welcome. Hey, 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 good people. I'm so excited that you guys have chosen to join me for another episode of the Ray of Light TV podcast. And boy, are you in for a treat today. Can you guys believe that it's already December? With the hustle and bustle that came with Thanksgiving, it's time to put the Christmas tree up. It's time to decorate and even start thinking about the new year and what 2023 will bring. So in the midst of that, I wanted to create and cultivate a space where people could talk about you know, what's going on in their heads, do a little mental health check-in, and just really see how we can be still in this moment of all hustle and bustle. (laughs) So I invited one of my friends, lead researcher uh, and president of Brentline Co., a new and emerging tech company, to come on and speak to us about how he checks in and how he slows down, even in the midst of a really, really busy season. And before we want to, before we go into that, I want to talk about some of the statistics that actually prompted me to want to dive into this conversation. So research shows that people spend about 46.9%, 46.9% of their waking hours thinking about something that is outside of what's happening in the present moment. Some of these thoughts are not always bad. Some of them are just, what will I eat for the day? What are the kids doing? When's my next rehearsal? Like, what's going on? And these things aren't bad. But the problem is, these numbers are astonishing when you compare them to the average number of adults in the United States who have a mental health disorder that is based on an inability to stay in the present moment. Some of these disorders are the commons when we hear anxiety disorders, depression, ADHD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and OCD. And so when I was researching this topic, I was like, wow, there is an extremely profound and growing need for discussions that encourage and compel people to just be still, slow down, and check in with themselves and their thoughts in the current moment. So before we go into the conversation, I just want to take a minute for us to stop and just breathe. Listen to the surroundings around you. It may be nature. It may be water. It may be even your own thoughts. But just take a minute to be still in the present moment. Not thinking about what's coming next. Not thinking about what's been. Just being here in the here and now. Doesn't that feel so good? In my daily life, I try to do that about at least once a day. But honestly, anytime I get a spare moment or I start to feel stressed or, you know, just just overstimulated, I just stop and take a breather. 
and think about how grateful I am for this present moment. I hope that you guys enjoy this wonderful conversation. Let's begin. Yeah, so as an entrepreneur, um, I spend a lot of time like in the future mm-hmm. and um, and also becoming like an entrepreneur or just straight off by going off idea and not going like through training, going through school for it. It's a lot of things that make you, that make someone feel self-conscious. So it's like a lot of, of fear, a lot of um, doubt that someone like in my position may face. And, you know, for for a while, it was like, I was, I was stuck in my head, able, not able to, you know, move confidently or move forward like as I, as I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And the way um, I'm currently, you know, overcoming that is about just, like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Challenging every self-doubt, ch- challenging every fear, like, you know, I might not get the best, like, for, I thought I might be afraid to get the best pitch or, what well, I'm saying, like, what if I am good enough to get the best pitch? You know what I'm yeah. saying? And challenge these thoughts and, and combat these, these fears, you know, um, you know, I was able to overcome them. You know what I'm saying? So not just always, like, bowing down to these negative voices, but mm-hmm. empowering your own voice to confront these negative voices. So how, how long did it take you to get to the place where you can say or where you feel confident mm-hmm. challenging those thoughts? Because I feel like even in my own life, like, you know, also being an entrepreneur or aspiring to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And also as a woman, like challenging those thoughts is kind of difficult. It's not always easy. It doesn't come first nature. And you know me personally. We spend so much time together. So you know that this is hard for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, how did you get to the point where, you know, you were confident in that? Um, well, yeah. I take I take my my wins as my counselors, you know. Mm. I use all my testimonies as my counselors. Like you know, I did it for or God did it for. You know, He could do it again. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's I faced the same battle before. You know, whether it's it was I was dealing with self doubt or I wasn't in a situation where I seemed like I was deemed good enough for the for a position, but God got me through or I pushed through to the other side. You know what I'm saying? And I'm allowing that to be my confidence and allowing that to empower me every time. So it's definitely like a, it's definitely a conscious effort that needs to be taking place. It's not like, you know, I did it before and now, you know, like, it's like I did it before. Like, I got to remember, I got to empower myself. I did this before, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And every time you get, you collect your wins, it gets easier and easier. It's definitely a hard process, but it's definitely um, one that you have to have discipline and remember to, all right, let me empower myself again. Yeah. Is there a specific testimony that you have that, like, sticks in the front of your brain when you think about this or, like, you're always calling it to remembrance to, like you said, empower you or, you know, help you go forward? Yeah. So I had a – I had a um, there's, like, an annual Inspire Pitch Competition. <laughs> and, like, everybody around Cleveland – you know, or Northeast Ohio apply for it and compete for it. And, you know, out of like 70 to 100 people, I was chosen out of five. And, you know, I was coming from a background, I was, you know, young, had nothing, you know, had no idea about entrepreneurship, but they picked me and they, and they chose me, you know, and that, that gave me the confidence wow. to say like, wow. yeah, I don't know, I don't have all the credentials to be this, but I am this, you know what I'm saying? And, and that, was my my fuel to keep going and like and, and face all these all the giants or the all the fears I might face that comes with not having um the credentials. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, like, what was that? Can you tell us a little bit more about like what that experience was like for you getting picked for this this like 
Midwest or regional conference. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, you know, with, with Magnet Inspire, they come together and say, we'll give entrepreneurs like a lump sum of money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I sent them my application and said, this is pretty cool, a different idea. And I had to present in front of like 15 like judges. And, you know, they was like grilling me and like going, going at me. But it was something, it, it was, it was something about, um, it, it, it was something about the, the first win again picked that, okay, this is a good enough idea. So I do have something. Mm -hmm. And that carried me on, carried me on to the second win of, you know, just giving a great presentation. But yeah. the, um, the whole process, it, it was rigorous. It was different, you know, um, trying to like constantly have to, having to prove myself over to people, but you know, we made it. Yeah. Like through through this process and through your entrepreneurial journey, has there ever been a time where you felt like, like even despite the wins and even mm -hmm. despite like the testimonies that you had, you still felt like this isn't enough or I'm not good enough or like, do you still have those mental battles or have you ever had those even throughout all of that? Because yeah, I yeah. know personally I do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I think I think when when the when the challenges or the opportunities get bigger, you know, when they get different, you know. When you got the you got the funding you needed, now it's time to, you know, buy what you need and and you know get customers all that kind of stuff. Like it's a new it's a it's a when it's a new battle it's a bigger battle, and it's like I don't know how I'm going to get through this, and and not knowing how to maneuver in situations where I find like a lot of you know I struggle you know because mm -hmm. like not knowing how I'm, I'm gonna survive being an entrepreneur, it's like. I don't know. So like, so not knowing, so not knowing how I'm going to get to the other side is, is you know, what I struggle with, you know. But you know, it's just somehow, somehow, just doing it anyway. It's my, it's my, it's what watch our stuff out of. Yeah. Do you think like moving on to kind of a different idea, the idea mm -hmm. of social media and the effect it has on like our generation and you know, like comparing ourselves to what other people are doing and like, you know, having everything so in front of you and so available all the time. Have you ever felt like social media affected your confidence level or affected some of the different things that you, you were trying to do? Yeah, it definitely it definitely make me want to step out of my time. Mm -hmm. uh, make me want to step out of my process. You know, I feel like everybody have, you know, their process and their, their divine timing of when they push to go to the next level. And comparing my timing with somebody else's, it kind of gave me, you know, anxiety, maybe want to be more uh, thirsty and more urgent to get to the next level when my process and my timing is what I need to be prepared for the next right. level. And yeah, so, you know, when I look at, you know, other people, other entrepreneurs, like, man, they've been in game for a, a way longer than me, but I kind of, I do want to be where, the, where they're at, but, you know, not taking it in, in context of, you know, everything they, they had to go through, all the, time, all the, all the nights where they was at the gym, and all the nights where they was working on their ideas. Mm -hmm. um, but, yes, yeah, so, yeah, so, like, looking and comparing myself to other entrepreneurs make me, you know, want to speed up my time and my process, yeah. where it's just, like, like the worst thing ever mm. and what that makes me think about is something that my pastor said in church today um and it's like i got this scripture and it clicked so good it was in first corinthians where it's like you know one man plants one man waters and god gives the increase but the person mm. who waters and the person who plants they're on the same level 
-hmm. but oftentimes like social media and media we see people with like a bigger platform or more followers or just they seem to be getting more traction you might be doing the same work but they seem to get more attention and so you think that like god's favor is on them more mm -hmm. but really y'all are on the same level you just need to kind of stay in your lane right, because sure. honestly at the end of the day it's like all the glory goes to god it's not about anybody else but him like right. we put those when you put life into that perspective then like it kind of helps you battle like competition and other things right. have you have you ever felt that yeah i'm i'm very i'm very uh competitive person and <laughs> and it's like and it's like i what what i try to do best is um i try to I try to allow it to motivate me rather than anything, you know what I'm saying? Whether, you know, like being competitive, it, I don't think it should drive anybody to, like this natural feeling of competitiveness should drive anybody to jealousy or envy, right. you know what I'm saying? But allow it to, you know, check yourself. Like, man, this person putting in the work, you know what I'm saying? Have I been putting in as work, as much work as I needed to, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, yeah, kudos to that person, you know what I'm saying? But, like, but take that energy and apply it within yourself and see, like, all right, man, what I got to do? to get that, you know what I'm saying, in the in the most um morally righteous, you know, idea you know, way ever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like this person going hard, okay, let me work hard. Allow this person to motivate me. Let me connect with this person to see what this person doing. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, you know, it's enough to eat for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And we can we can come together and help each other eat. Yeah. You know, we don't have to necessarily compete with each other, but I believe positive or friendly competition is needed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To keep us sharp, to keep us going. Yeah. So what you said about checking in with your feelings and, like, mm -hmm. not allowing competition to drive you to envy, I think that's so good. Mm -hmm. But do you think our generation has a good, like, control, like, a good dominance over their emotions? Yeah. Do you think so? Nah, nah. I think... <laughs> <laughs> nah, not at all, for real. Because, like, I think, I think a lot of people, our generation... Um, or people in general, like no, like no matter the ages, like they don't practice as much like self examination. Yeah, as possible, you know. So they get they see somebody else and they get triggered and they react on impulse. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or they project these these negative emotions onto somebody else, rather than actually confronting and like you know doing the work to identify like why I'm feeling like this. Mm -hmm. Like why do I feel jealous? Why do I feel envy? Right. And not knowing you have the power not to accept this feeling. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, you can do something with this feeling. You know what I'm saying? You can cast it out. You know what I'm saying? And you can go back to the drawing board so you will never feel like that again. Yeah. You know, so I feel I feel like our generation um, or people in general don't practice enough self-examination or, and like you said, uh, self-control. And I think in life that's just important, you know, especially when you step into a competitive industry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to have this skin. You got to have a strong head. You know what I'm saying? You got to understand, like, you have to have this narrow focus, you know, and when you do catch a runner, you know, running past you, it's like, oh, man, instead of getting mad about it, you know what I'm saying, let me, let it motivate me to, you know, speed up. Yeah, and I think the difference with us, and I think, like, the, the sort of glory that's on us with being Christians in our generation is we, we live a life of self-examination. Yeah. So, like, when thoughts come and, you know, think, we, we always have to check ourselves because we know we're not supposed to be jealous. We know we're not supposed to be envious. We know we're not supposed to do that. And I think that the fact that the world is lacking that, mm. you know, that, that accountability unto God is a lot of the reason why they allow their feelings to draw them towards anything. I have a feeling of lust, so I'm going to just go have sex. I have a feeling that I want to drink, so I'll just go, you know, do whatever. I got a feeling I want to rob a bank. 
So I need to go do that. They don't have that accountability. And my pastor was also talking about this in church, like the importance of the Holy Ghost and how Mm -hmm. that is the thing in us that keeps us from just like doing whatever we want to do. So do you think that's something that has played out in your own life, like both spiritually and practically, like having God, but also taking the time to sit down and be still and be like, you know, I don't have to compare myself to them or, you know, my time is coming or whatever, whatever. Yeah, I think, um, like, before I got saved, you know, I was it was all about my flesh. You know what I'm right. saying? I was going after, like, the lust of my flesh, and I was, you know, if I felt the type of way, acting upon it, and that kind of, like, ruled, like, out my life. You know, then having the Holy Ghost, it definitely empowered you to kill your flesh daily, you know? Like, the fact that we all human, we all experience these different kind of emotions, um, it definitely, it definitely... You know, having the Holy Ghost quicken you and, and, and tell you, like, okay, you know, you having a, a weird emotion, you know what I'm saying? That mean, that just means this. You know, it's like having that internal, it helps having that internal dialogue to say, you can kill your flesh. Right. You know, you don't have to allow this emotion or the feeling to, to rule you. And I feel like that, as, as we kill our flesh, that's give us um, more to, um, you know, as we kill our flesh, I feel like that allows us to get, get closer to, what God wants to have, you know, because like He, I feel like He, He'll test us, you know what I'm saying, if to see if we, if we are responsible with um, the blessing that we are, we're pursuing, yeah. you know, if we have, if we are, if we are willing to honor Him and put Him above our pursuit, um, and I feel like the only, only way to, you know, to really pass those kind of tests is the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... yeah, so digging digging into more of the practical side of, um, you know, examining, examining your thoughts, checking in with your mental health, everything. Something that I found is something called the stop sign phenomenon. And I love this. I want to share with you and see what your thoughts are. So basically, this author, she's like a psychologist. She wrote a book. I have her book. It's fire. Um, she says that every time that she stops at a stop sign or a red traffic light, whatever, she examines the thoughts that she's been thinking about for the last five to 15 seconds. Mm. And she said, oftentimes what she finds out is it's her creating scenarios in her head that have not happened yet, that may not ever happen, but she's just meditating on them, like going over them, thinking about them, da-da-da-da-da. But she uses that stop sign as like a checkpoint because what she found is if she didn't do that, she would just be meditating on that all throughout the day. Thinking about the scenarios, this anxiety provoking, whatever. And I feel like oftentimes as humans do this, like we're going through these different thoughts that we have in our head and we're meditating on them. Mm-hmm. With there's no time to stop and process these feelings, so we just keep going and then we have these feelings of anxiety, depression. We don't know where they come from, right. but it's because right. we're not taking these moments to be still and check in. Mm-hmm. Do you have these things in your life that you do or have you ever felt that you went through that kind of thing? Yeah, for sure. I think I think a lot of I think I think people I think we do this because you know, for example, like I was when I go through when I went through like you know a traumatic experience, mm-hmm. you know, like having PTSD and being paranoid, like you know every time I step outside, I'm like looking over my shoulder, looking over my back, and it's like you know after a while, you know, I started questioning like, all right, nothing been happening. I've been I've been cool, yeah. so. Yeah, I, def- I definitely, I definitely experienced that. Where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about something negative because of like paranoia or, or, or trauma. But you know, as I had, but I had, I had to have a conversation with like one of my elders or one of my, um, 
you know, one of my older siblings and have to have this conversation, like, you know, have to allow this this narrative to control you, you know, have to allow, you know, allow to have this, this cognitive, you know, repeating thought control you because, you know, and, and not accepting it as truth. And, mm-hmm. and it, it was definitely a battle to stop this paranoia. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's definitely questioning this paranoia. Like, what is some, what if there's, there's some, something out there that's scaring big? Like, what if there's nothing, you know, that's scaring big? Where's something actually good on the other side of whatever, you know, um, is trying to prevent me from going forward? Mm-hmm. So, so what are the ways, I, lo- I love that you said that. What are some of the ways, like, practically in your life that you have stopped and readjusted your thinking to move forward? Or if you could mm-hmm. give us an example. Yeah, I think, I think, um, for me at least, uh, it's, it's always stuff with my breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, when um, I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling, um, you know, paranoid, or whatever, I start I start breathing really hard. But once I, you know, start once once I notice it, I start taking a slower and deeper breaths, and I, I'm able to calm down. And once I'm able to calm down, I can then start working on. <laughs> I can then then start working on these thoughts to be more positive. I can start confronting these thoughts. And, you know, and one of my uh, favorite scriptures, I believe, is Philippians 4 and 8. You know, it's only talks about thinking about things that are honest, you know, true, good, or things of a good report. Right. And practicing positive thoughts, I, I noticed that it started to reduce negative thoughts. Mm. You know, as, like, negative thoughts, positive thoughts started becoming, like, the normal. It started moving into my heart and I started acting out more, you know, acting, you know, start walking in my peace rather than walking in fear. Are there ever times in your life or, you know, a certain time where it's it's really difficult to do this readjustment? And when it gets really hard, what do you do? Man, um, when it gets really hard, uh, something, I, I, I guess I started do, to started to do is have a, have, like, starting to question it outside of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I start to, you know, you gotta talk to like you know, like phone a friend or something. Like talk to talk to somebody, <laughs> like talk to somebody about like about these about these thoughts and you know and, yeah. and having that reassurance. Like man, you tripping? Like it's cool. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's or it's not that. It's like you know you know you know it, it, like it give you the leverage to say yeah, it's, it's cool. I am tripping. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I feel like allowing somebody into your craziness and help you like get yourself out of it is uh. Like, it's what, what I try to do when, you know, things get too tough for me. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that. Before we go, I want to do a quick activity real quick. Right, so I know today we were talking about, like, examining, readjusting our thoughts, mental health checking, all that. So I'm going to give you a scenario. Mm-hmm. You go use these four principles to come up with a different solution to it. So you go first acknowledge the thought, mm-hmm. question if it's true replace the thought and then readjust so go forward on a whole different note so this is the scenario i'm feeling really unprepared for this business meeting i don't know what will happen i study i don't have the qualifications to go in what's gonna happen what would be your response um my response to that will be you know what if i am what if i am qualified for it what if it does go well Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't go well, what's the what's the repercussions for that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you know, I would you know try to think think more positive, and I try to deflate the big 
like what like depicts this the, the scariness out of it. You know, if it does okay. go well, like oh well, you know, I can keep moving forward. I could be keep being uh, resilient, and eventually I have a man when it goes well. But you know, so it's definitely um, think positive and deflect the 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 whole negativity thought of it. Love it. Is there anything you want to leave us with before we go? Um. No, I just, you know, I just want to tell everybody to, you know, self-examination is very important. And, you know, we all have the power through, you know, through God and through Jesus to, you know, kill our flesh and, and go to the next level in our lives and become the best version of ourselves. And, um, you know, I say personally in my life, I've been trying like my whole, you know, pre, you know, pre me and God trying to be positive, try to do the right thing. And I, and I couldn't do it in my own strength. And right. I had it took the power of God to, don't give me where I'm at to, uh, today. So, yeah. Guys, wasn't that such a wonderful conversation? I love having real and raw kind of conversations every now and then that just kind of help us to check in and see with other people who may be in the same circumstances, the same life, the same age gap as us have to say about their own mental health. Now, before we leave, I want to leave you with a practical technique that I've been focusing on called grounding. Grounding techniques are exercises that help people to refocus on the present moment, challenge negative thoughts and emotions, and refocus our attention on something other than those negative thoughts or emotions. These exercises can be done throughout the day, virtually anywhere. So I'm going to give you a couple examples of grounding technique exercises, how you can use them and where you can use them. So one example of them is called the five senses. You can do it in a five, four, three, two, one manner. So you will list five things that I see. I see the sky around me. I see the trees. I see the grass. I see somebody who's working in the same facility as me. I may see my manager. Four things that you hear. Three things that you smell. Two things that you can taste. <laughs> and one thing that you can feel. And the purpose of this exercise, like I said before, is to bring you back into the present moment. We don't want to miss out in these moments. When you deal with anxiety or anxiety disorders or even a depressive disorder, it can be very, very hard to stay in the present. These exercises help ground us and pull us back into the present. Another one that I like to use that, you know, may be very, very simple and you can do anywhere but it's deep breathing. So something that I'll do is I'll get, I'll get in a chair or I'll just sit wherever I am, even if I'm at my desk. I'll put my feet flat on the floor and I'll just breathe. I'll take three deep breaths in and blow out for four to five seconds. Take three deep breaths in, blow out for four to five seconds. And what this does scientifically is it's activating your parasympathetic or your rest and digest nervous system. What this is doing is helping you to be more calm. It slows your heart rate. Uh, your sweaty palms may not be as sweaty after you do this. But what it's really helping you to do is center yourself, refocus, and refocus on a very, very calm slate. Other things that you can do if you don't like deep breathing or if you don't want to do the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 is you can actually recite something. It could be a Bible verse. It could be one of your favorite quotes. It could be something that you're studying for a test. Try reciting something. And then the final thing is make yourself laugh. <laughs> I think we sometimes forget about the power of joy and what it can do for our natural body and our spiritual body. So make yourself laugh and do that. So thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Ray of Light TV podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at 
The Ray of Light TV podcast. Please subscribe to our blog on my website, www.rayoflighttv. And if you have been blessed by this episode, if you have a guest you want to bring on, if you have something that you want to comment, please feel free to email us at therayoflightpodcast.com to share your comments, expertise, and anything that you want to add. Thank you guys so much for joining, and I'll see you next Monday. Bye, guys.